Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor podcast with Victor Dadaj, where you'll hear stories and strategies to help increase your sales and grow your business. Here's your host, Victor Dadaj. All right, welcome to Entrepreneur's Visiting Victor. I'm your host, Victor Dadaj. I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today we have an awesome guest. He is a mindset and leadership coach who helps high-performance agency owners and their teams conquer challenging situations and maximize potential with clear-minded focus, calm control, and confidence. And this guy's been a student of leadership for over 30 years and has been coaching leaders for over 20 years, from C-suite leaders to educators, from military leaders to small business owners, from church leaders to six and seven-figure entrepreneurs. He has experience in helping you conquer challenging situations and maximize your potential with clear-minded focus, calmness, and confidence so you can build an unbreakable, unshakable business. And he's also the author of the book, Catalytic Leadership, 12 Keys to Becoming an International Leader Who Makes a Difference. So let's welcome William Attaway. How are you doing today, William? Hey, Victor. I'm doing great. It is such an honor to be on your show. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on, William. So I'd like to get uh, started by asking you to please share your story. How did you wind up becoming an entrepreneur? You know, I, I became a student of leadership young, uh, actually as a teenager. I had a, a high school teacher who saw something in me that I didn't really recognize in myself. And he invited me to attend my first leadership conference when I was 15 years old. And I was hooked. I was captivated by the power of leadership and what great leadership can accomplish. Uh, I began working and coaching leaders not long thereafter in some of my first leadership roles. I began to learn the power of coaching, investing and pouring into other people, drawing the best out of them, seeing the potential of what could be, not just what currently is. And that's what I've been doing. I've been working at that now for, boy, a long time, over 25 years coaching leaders. And with my own business, now coaching leaders in the market agency space, uh, helping them to get past what keeps them stuck. And that's what I spend a lot of my time doing. Awesome. So pretty much from your high school days, you were captivated by it because your one of your high school teachers invited you to a leadership conference. You were really, you know, you, you were captivated by all that you learned about, you know, learned about leadership. And you said, and you said soon after you started uh, uh, teaching people and leading people as well. And you've been doing it ever since. So could you talk a little bit you know, further on, you know, did you do it in college? Uh, you know, were you doing leadership then? And you know, maybe talk about your early years after college, you know, you know, the steps on your journey. Yeah, sure. So I started obviously in, in the business world uh, while I was in college and then after college. And, and what I discovered was that the principles that, that, that revolve around leadership and around mindset uh, are consistent no matter where you lead, no matter what you lead. So I didn't start with entrepreneurs. I started in the corporate space. I started in the business world and began to pour into and invest in leaders there. And that's where I began to understand the power of mindset. Uh, I moved from there into the church world, uh, where I've also worked for the last 25 plus years, uh, and working with volunteers and nonprofit leaders. And that's a whole different ball game than working for than working with people who work for a paycheck. Now they're working for a different purpose, right? But guess what? The same leadership principles, the same mindset principles, they still apply. And what I found is that these principles are transferable. And so working both in the, the business, the corporate world, the nonprofit space, and now for the last five plus years, focusing in, dialing in, in marketing agencies, dialing in with entrepreneurs, dialing in with leaders 
who are doing their own thing, starting something brand new where nothing had existed before, only an idea, maybe on a napkin. Well, that creates different problems. But guess what? The same principles of mindset, the same principles of leadership still apply. And so now as I coach these leaders and work with them to overcome the problems that they hit, which every entrepreneur hits problems, right? You're going to hit speed bumps. You're going to hit the ditches as you're driving along the road. What I'm trying to do is help them to avoid the ditches. I've got experience now, a knowledge base of working with hundreds, coaching hundreds of leaders over 25 plus years that I can bring to bear in addition to my own leadership journey. Awesome. That's some really good stuff there. Uh, yeah, so you started on the corporate world, you, and during that time, you were investing in leaders. Later on, you worked with church leaders, and then you worked with nonprofits, marketing agencies, and entrepreneurs. But one thing you pointed out is the principles of leadership, the principles of success, they work in every field and every profession, so they're transferable everywhere. So if you learn them in one area, you can apply them to another. And I can tell you, I started on the corporate world, going to became an entrepreneur later on, and I have many of the same principles definitely apply. So I totally agree with you on that. And um, and you also talk about you know mindset, which I think is extremely important. I want, I want to uh, get to that in a minute. And you talk about you know you help these people they overcome the problems, overcome adversity, or you know dealing with getting into this, and you help them to avoid the ditches. And that's I think one of the crucial things about getting a coach, a mentor, because yeah. a lot of times with people. For example, especially people starting their own business, entrepreneurs or small business owners, especially if you're brand new, you there's a huge learning curve and there's a lot, and especially your first year, so there's a lot of frustration. You're gonna make a lot of mistakes. So yes. uh, so for getting you know, to a lot of people don't see the point of investing, but if they invest in the coach, they can save so much time and frustration, avoid so many of those mistakes. So many of those mistakes, you're gonna make mistakes. Yes. But you're going to make a lot fewer if you get yourself a good coach. You might talk a little bit about the importance of having a coach or a mentor and maybe talk about how much they've helped you in your journey. Absolutely. I've had a coach for many years, personally, because I can't see what I can't see. <laughs> you can't see the whole picture when you're in the frame, right? That's why it's called a blind spot. And every one of us has blind spots. I read a study years ago that the average leader has 3.4 blind spots. And you know, the funny thing about a blind spot is you don't know you have it but everybody around you does. <laughs> they see it, but you can't see it. And unless you have somebody in your life who's going to ask you questions that maybe nobody else is going to ask you, unless you have somebody who's going to help you see what you can't see, you're going to have a really hard time not only identifying, but certainly overcoming those blind spots. That's why I think a coach is so important. This is what I encourage my clients with, because I want them to understand the value of this, not just for a month or for, for six months. I want them to understand the value of this for their entire journey. You need a different coach for different seasons. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who have found success. They bring a product or a, a software service solution, whatever, to, uh, to, to the market, and they find success, and people rally around, and they begin to go up and to the right. And then they have to hire other people to help them with fulfillment. And then all of a sudden they're looking around the table and everybody's looking at them as the leader. And they're like, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't sign up to be a leader. I just signed up to provide this service or this product. But they're a leader. They have influence. And the question is, do you have the skills necessary to take your company to the next level? Do you understand what it takes to develop those skills? 
Who's going to help you? Who's going to guide you and help you avoid the mistakes that so many business leaders make? We're all going to learn some things the hard way, but you don't have to learn everything the hard way. That's the power of a coach. I love that. You don't have to learn everything the hard way. Some things you do have to learn the hard way, but uh, you don't have to learn everything the hard way. And you mentioned some nice things. You can't see the whole picture if you're in the frame. And I did not notice that the average leader has 3.4 blind spots that you know you can't see. And uh, that, that's the thing. Other people can see it. So that's the great thing about having a coach. You know it's the top athletes in the world, whether it's the top quarterback, the top tennis player, top basketball player. They all have coaches because they can see these little things that the player themselves can't notice. Makes it, this is what you need to tweak. You're doing this, you might want to do that. And they see an improvement in the game. They start winning more games, winning more championships. These people realize the importance of having a coach, having a trainer, having a mentor. It just it just makes uh, it just makes things so much easier. And like you said, as you, you know, for a lot of these people you mentioned, their influence increases. Um, do they have the skills to take the company to the next level? And a lot of times they don't, and, and then it gets very frustrating. And you know, leadership is important because you have to influence other people, you have to guide other people, you have to share your vision with these people. Um, and um, I don't know, have you are you a fan of John Maxwell and his leadership books? Absolutely. In fact, I'm I'm part of John's Maxwell leadership group. Uh, well, that's awesome. Yeah, because he's uh he's written some definitely some uh, great books on leadership. So uh, I'm not yes, surprised by this. Hearing some of the things you shared, he's definitely. Uh, definitely, uh, I highly recommend his books to anyone to read if they want to become better leaders. So definitely some really good stuff. And early on, you talked about mindset. I think this is something that uh, a lot of people, especially those that are struggling and getting, and getting started, I don't think they pay enough attention to the importance of mindset because if the things between your ears uh, is not is not correct, you're going to have a lot of problems. Even if you have the skill set, if your mindset is not right, you're going to have a lot of issues. So you might talk a little bit more about the importance of mindset for success? Absolutely. It's the root. It's the root of success. What, what happens is the mindset that you have is crafted every single day. Think about it like Lego bricks, right? You're putting a brick in place every day. What are you building? Your mindset drives your thoughts. Your thoughts drive your actions. Your actions become habits when you repeat them often enough. And your habits will determine your success or not. But where does that all begin? It all begins with your mindset. It all begins with what you have created between your ears. That's what you're building every single day. You can either build what's called a fixed mindset where there is no room for growth and you already know what you need to know and your success is either going to be or it's not going to be. There's nothing you can do to control it. Everything is out of your control. That's one way of looking at the world where you're just a victim of your circumstances. You're a victim of every part of your life or... You can have a growth mindset, and a growth mindset says that you can learn, you can get better, you can grow, you can develop your skills, your insights, your wisdom over time. You can become a better, greater leader. You can become the entrepreneur, the business owner that you know you can be. Are you that person today? No, but you can be. And the question is, what are you doing today that's going to help you become that person a year from now, five years from now? Your company is going to need that person. What are you doing to intentionally grow into and develop into that person? That's where a coach helps. Absolutely. And like you, you said, 
uh, mindset will lead to thoughts, which will lead to your actions, which will lead to your habits, which will lead to either success or not success, depending on the kind of habits that have developed from everything before. So I totally agree with you on that. And uh, and I like the fact you brought up the six, the fixed mindset versus the growth mindset. Uh, it's a great book. I'm sure you probably read by Carol yeah. Black. About Love that book. Awesome book. And she talks about the fact that a, a lot of leaders of those corporations like Enron, they had fixed mindsets. And That's a lot right. of leaders of the very successful corporations, they had growth mindsets. And the same thing applies to a lot of musicians, sports athletes. There are a lot of athletes that have great talent, but because they had a fixed mindset, they didn't go to the upper echelon. They, they were limited yes. to the amount of success they had. And while it was those that had the growth mindset, they were able to achieve more because they knew they could get better. They were trying to learn more, improve more, train more. They knew they could get better at their craft. So uh, I, I, that's a very important point you brought up. And for those who are not aware of it, definitely study more about fixed versus growth mindset and ask yourself, do I have a fixed mindset or do I partially have a fixed mindset? And definitely get that book by Carol Dweck and... Uh, as we're speaking about books, you know, you also have a book. You, might, uh, you want to talk a little bit about your book? Absolutely. So we posted it last year uh, in January of 2022. It's called Catalytic Leadership. And this is a, a book that, that took me several years to write, but really took me 25 years to develop. And the reason for that is this contains the principles that I have seen, the threads, the common threads I've seen in coaching leaders from a variety of different contexts, from the nonprofit sector to the corporate world, from entrepreneurs to military and government leaders. In all of these contexts, it seems so very different. There are threads, commonalities that run through them when it comes to the principles that make your leadership truly catalytic. And so what I've done in the book is capture 12 of those, 12 of those threads that I see consistently. And what I want to do is make this a conversation. The book is written in a very conversational style, because I want anybody to be able to pick it up and begin to apply these principles wherever they lead, whatever they lead, no matter at what stage of development they're in, they can take and learn and apply the principles in this book. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. So basically, just uh, basically 25 years of like, your own experience, you know, threads of commonalities, all those different fields that you mentioned that are catalytic. And it's, you write in a conversational style so these people can apply so they can you know, start having some success and start changing their lives. Because like you said, it's it's applicable in pretty much every single field. Now, you talk about also having an unbreakable and unshakable business. So how does one build that type of business? You know, when an entrepreneur begins their work, they begin to start their business, right? All of a sudden, at first, it's just them, right? Or maybe them and a partner. And and they begin to grow and, and things are really all dependent on whether they're going to do the work because they're the only one they can depend on at the beginning. Over time, they begin to hire people to help them with fulfillment. And what I find is that if they're not careful, if they're not mindful and intentional, they can begin to break their business because they become the lid in Maxwell terminology. They become the leadership lid for the organization. And everything has to run through them and they have to sign off on everything. And well, they, they can't delegate that. They have to do that because they're the only one that can do it right at the level it needs to be done at. They begin to break their own business that they started. That's not a necessary ditch that you have to drive into. And what I do is I coach leaders to help them understand they can build, starting with their mindset, they can build a business that is unbreakable if they have the right systems in place. But your systems come from your behaviors and your behaviors 
are rooted in your thoughts, which is rooted in your mindset. That's where it all begins. Understanding this, as they begin to break their business, so many entrepreneurs and business owners begin to lose their confidence because what has been working up to this point, it's not working like it used to. So what's the, what's the natural response? Well, I'll just work harder. I'll just work longer. I'll just do more. <laughs> well, there is a point at which you hit a law of diminishing returns. And all of a sudden you can't work long enough. You can't work hard enough to overcome that natural law. What then? You need a, a way to build confidence that is unshakable. That starts in your mindset. And that's where I come in. That's where I coach these entrepreneurs and these business owners to understand that they can have that unbreakable business. They can have that unshakable confidence, but they have to do the work to get there. And it's not going to be the same way that they built up to this point. They have hit the chaos growth point. Now they have to do things differently. Now they have to do it in a different way. All right, so definitely some good stuff there. Yeah, like you said in the beginning, it starts with one person, then they hire people. They got to be mindful about the whole thing. And, and you mentioned leadership lid, and, and it comes to a certain point, you got to raise your lid. You got to get better because yeah. if you're at a seven, there'll never be above a seven in your corporation. No one will be above a seven. You have to become an eight, a nine, or a 10, as uh, Maxwell talks about in that book. So you got to raise yourself. And, you know, you, it's, it, like you said, you can't just keep working harder and longer because after a while there's a point of diminishing returns and you're just going to, you're going to, you're probably going to have a heart attack after we you know, after a few that's months right. of like working 18 hours a day. So that's why you need to improve yourself. Like you said, it goes the systems to the behaviors, to the thoughts, to the mindset. So you really need to work on developing yourself, developing your skills, improving your, you know, your beliefs in yourself and, and, and transfer that down to the rest of the organization and realize they can teach them how they can do better, how they can become more productive, become better leaders. But you have to start improving yourself first and then transfer that down to everyone else. Am I getting that correctly? Absolutely. Spot on. Awesome. No, not great. I'm glad to hear that. So the next thing I want to ask you about is, and because uh, we, you know, we talk about a career in our work and how much does our regular personal life affect it? You know, there's this idea that we inherited from the ancient Greeks that you can compartmentalize your life and that what happens at home doesn't affect what happens at work and what happens relationally in your life doesn't affect what happens in the other part. The problem with that is it's a myth. It's a cute myth, but it's not true. The truth is that every part of your life affects every other part of your life. And if you think that's not true, have something go really wrong at home and see what your day at work is like the next day. Right? It's going to have an impact. It has to because you are one person. And to live as a person of integrity means that every part is integrated together. Everything touches everything else. Instead of fighting against that and trying to wall off different parts of our lives, what if instead we adopted a different mindset and we said, hey, I'm going to live in such a way that every part is going to be in balance as much as I can control it. That doesn't mean that you're going to spend an equal amount of time doing and, and, and focusing on everything. What it does mean is that you're not going to try to, to force a wall where there can't be a wall. You're going to choose to live in a, in a path of integrity. And that's, that's a difficult thing, particularly for entrepreneurs, because so often their office is their home. <laughs> well, how do you draw that boundary? 
And so that's why you see entrepreneurs often work in seven day weeks, 12 and 14 hour days. That's problematic. If, as, as Kerry Newhoff says in his book, At Your Best, if your current season continues on month after month, year after year, that's not a season anymore. That's called your life. And you can choose to change that. It begins with how you think. It begins with your mindset. It's interesting how like almost everything we're talking about always goes back to the mindset. And that's it just shows yeah. that everything we've been talking about, mindset is so crucial to everything. And even, you know, your different parts of your life. And you're right. If you're having a horrible time at work, it's going to affect your personal life. And you're going through a tough time, you know, at home, having family problems, or have death in the family. It's going to be hard for you to be happy at work and concentrate on your work. So all those things are definitely interrelated. And um, yeah, you got, you got to achieve some sort of balance, as you mentioned. And I like what you said, don't force a wall where there is no wall. And you got to live that path of integrity. And as a fellow, as an entrepreneur, I could definitely tell you, we definitely fall into that crowd. Because like everything is in our house. And uh, yeah. and we, we wind up to work those crazy weeks where we're working up 100 hours a week. And, and then the reason we became entrepreneurs was so we didn't have that time for you. That's like, right. But if you're working those slave hours, go back to work. At least you're only working 40 hours. So, yeah, you may want to do that in the beginning, but then you have to, uh, things have to change so that you're working a lot fewer hours, you're having more time freedom, you're enjoying your life, you're traveling more, you're spending more time with your family. So, you always have to keep that in mind, have that balance. But I think sometimes people forget that. So, yeah, and that might be a discussion for uh, another interview. But yeah, I'm glad you brought the entrepreneur example because. Um, you got to have some balance. You got to enjoy your family life because, uh, you know, if you're working 100 hours a week and you never see your, your spouse or your kids, what kind of life is that? It's not any life that I want to lead. And it's no. not any life I want my clients to lead. This is why I try to help them understand that, that by building with clear-minded focus, with building that calm control, with building that leads to confidence, what you can do is you can achieve a far more enjoyable and sustainable pace that's going to lead to a far more enjoyable life. I love that. Awesome. So the next thing I want to ask is, and this happens to a lot of leaders, and um, I think you touched on a little bit before, but I want to like go a little further into it. So a lot of times, um, and you know, brought up before the political. A lot of times people drift toward that me mediocrity in leadership. And that happens with a lot of leaders and a lot of organizations. So how does one avoid that drift toward mediocrity in their leadership? You know, mediocrity is not something I think anybody aims for. I don't think anybody aspires to mediocrity. Uh, but so often that's where we end up. And the reason is because we drift and you never drift into excellence. You always drift into mediocrity. How do you get there? How do you end up in that drift? Well, it's a lack of intentionality. And there's certain areas that I think you can be intentional about to avoid that drift. First, you can be intentional about the people that you're spending time with, right? That's that's an important piece. The people that are around you who are speaking into and over your life matter. If all you do is surround yourself with people who run down your dream, if all you do is surround yourself with people who, who are negative toward what is your aspiration, guess what? That's going to have a big impact on you. Because the words of others matter. The people that you spend time with can cause you to drift and begin to give up and lose sight of the excellence that you're pursuing. That is a drift toward mediocrity. 
it, it begins, though, with, again, your mindset, that predecided, predetermined intentionality that I'm going to take this step. I'm going to move this direction. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to achieve these benchmarks, these goals. You're going to predecide that. So that when you're in the hard moments, when you do hit a ditch here and a ditch there, and, and you're tempted to give up, you're tempted to say, I'll just go back to the nine to five, because that stability sure is attractive when you hit a ditch. You remember, no way, no way. What have I predecided? What have I predetermined? I am going to be focused. I'm going to be intentional. And that's where clear-minded focus comes in. That's why that is so important. You want to hit your big goals but you're never going to hit your big goals without that. Yeah, no, definitely some good stuff. You brought up lack of, lack of intentionality. You got to be intentional about a lot of things and like be intentional about the people around you. Be intentional about the people around you. A lot of these people are not, and you're right. You surround yourself with dream sales, very negative people that bring you down. Guess what? They're going to bring your dreams down. They're going to bring you down. And Jim Rohn once said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. So you got to be careful right. with those five people. Be very picky about who you surround yourself with. And again, you brought up your mindset, your goals, your desires. You got to decide, I want to go in this direction. I want to go this goal. I want to achieve this. I, I'm going to decide I'm going to be focused. Focus is something I think that's very important. It's an acronym. Focus, follow one course until success. Because too often, you try to do Absolutely. several different things. You're going to get distracted. People think multitasking works. It does not. It's one of the most yes. unproductive things you can do because you're not really doing three tasks at once. You're, you're flipping back and forth between the tasks. And you can just do the research online. It's right. Singular focus task is far more productive than multitasking. So for those of you who think you're multitasking, uh, change your ways because uh, this coach will tell you, yeah, he, 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 he's agreeing, don't multitask. It's far less productive, right? 100%, 100%. All you're doing is diluting your impact. Absolutely, you're diluting your impact. I love that. And one last question I want to ask you. So um, this happens with a lot of managers. They have a whole team and they have a lot of different types of personalities. People view things differently, a lot of different egos. Not always easy to manage. So how does one go about managing a, a group of people who have a bunch of different viewpoints and egos? Very carefully. <laughs> I think it's really important to have different viewpoints around the table. I, I aspire to that. And that is my, that's the dead center of the bullseye for me when I'm building a team. I want to make sure that I don't have just a group of people who think the same and talk the same and act the same, because then, well, most of you are redundant. Right? I want people who think differently. I want different perspectives. That diversity matters. But when you get a group like that together, well, now it can feel like as their leader, you're herding cats a little bit. Like everybody wants to go a different direction. Everybody has their own their own theory and thoughts and way they want to do it. How do you lead that? How do you manage such a group? That is a skill. And it is not a skill any of us are born knowing. It's something we have to learn to develop. There are ways to get there. And this is one of the things I coach my clients in is helping them understand how to pour into and invest individually into your team members, right? Your direct reports, you need to be pouring into them, learning what motivates them, learning how best to lead them. It starts with understanding how you're wired as a leader, but then you have to understand how they're wired, every one of your direct reports, so that you can lead them effectively with the greatest impact. And when you do that, 
you are communicating to them that you see them as actual 3D human beings, not just cogs in the machine of your business. And I've discovered that when you do that, when you treat people that way, they lean in, they work harder, they're more invested, and it reduces churn and turnover, which is two things that really plague business owners. It, it, it can be solved, but you have to take the time to pour into and invest in them and listen, listen above all. Yeah, listening is an underrated skill. The most successful managers, the most successful people in general are really yes. good listeners. They listen to what the other people do. And when other people feel you're listening, they feel heard, they feel appreciated. And appreciation is what you, something you mentioned. It's very important to keep people in the organization. A big reason a lot of people leave is because they don't feel appreciated by the management. So definitely right. make them feel appreciated. And I agree with you. Everyone having the same viewpoint is very bad for your team. It's good to have different <laughs> viewpoints because you want to avoid group think. Um, That's the right. The best mastermind groups have people different professions, different viewpoints on things, and they can all give different insights. It's helpful to the mastermind group. And, right. and, and, and I like the fact you mentioned you have to understand how you're wired and then learn how they're wired as well because you're going to be wired differently. And, and you've mentioned the fact you have to see them as people and not just cogs in the machine. And when they realize yes. that, when they see how much you care, they're going to feel appreciated and they're going to produce more and they're more likely to stay with you. So definitely some really good stuff. So now, um, as we're getting toward the end of our interview, are there any last minute pieces of advice you'd like to share with our audience? You know, the one, the one thing I would say, if you just hear one thing today, I want you to hear this. The one non-negotiable of truly catalytic leadership is to intentionally cultivate a teachable spirit. Never stop learning. Ever. There's never a point at which you can say, oh, I know enough. I don't really need to, to, to learn anymore. I don't really need to grow anymore. That point never arrives for a leader who wants to make a difference. Never stop learning. Understand there are always next levels. And in order to hit your next level, you've got to keep growing. Because the leader that your team, your business needs a year from now, five years from now, you're not there yet. But you can get there. You just have to choose to make it so. And I love that. Cultivate a teachable spirit. Never stop learning. There's always the next level. Your team is going to need that from you. And that, of course, requires a growth mindset. Once you keep evolving yourself, get better. And because when you stop learning, um, the way everything's working today, you're going to fall behind eventually. So you always have to keep learning, keep getting better. It's going to serve you, your business, and the people that work with you uh, serve, serve everyone well. So listen, Dr. Wayne, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure. You show a lot of great insight, a lot of golden nuggets, and uh, it's been a pleasure having you on. And if you want to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to contact you? Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, if you connect with me on LinkedIn, you'll see a lot of the stuff that I'm currently learning and writing about that I'm sharing there. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. If you'd like to book a call, a strategy call with me, you can go to williamattaway.com to book that 30-minute strategy call. I'd love to help you begin to gain some clear-minded focus around what's in your way and how you can get to the next level. And for your listeners, Victor, I'd love to offer them a free copy of the Catalytic Leadership Book. If they go to catalyticleadershipbook.com and they're willing to pay the shipping so I can get the book to them, we'll put a paperback copy of that book in their hands. Awesome. Sounds great. All right. Thanks again for being on the show. We really appreciate it and have yourself an amazing day. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. If you've enjoyed listening, please smash that subscribe button so you don't miss any of our amazing episodes. 
please also leave a five-star rating review and have an awesome day.